guys good afternoon hey cynthia how's it going welcome to the 15 minute rev and i'm hoping i'm centered let me see if i can get that over there i'm using my phone camera today because it's a little cleaner hope you guys are having a great tuesday hope you guys have had a great weekend it's good to see everybody the 15 minute rev sorry for the lack of music i'm just trying something new today um and i've got a actually an interesting word for you guys as we move forward into this new place we've we're sensing a shift right now. If you haven't been uh, paying attention by the spirit, I know we've got a lot of things going on. Hi, Susie Matthews. Good afternoon. It's good to see you. Um, but we've got a lot of good things going on right now. But before I jump into the uh, word today, um, Lord, I just ask for you to use my mind today. Uh, Philippians 2, 2, 3, 5, use my vessel, Father, to speak to your people and, and encourage them, Father, for where we're at right now. To let people know, Father, that you're on the job, you're working on it. Everything that's going on in the nation, Father, you're aware of everything that's going on, not just in the nation, but in their lives. And so you're on the job, Father. You're working on these issues. You haven't forgotten about us. And you're shifting us out of the old and into the new, in Jesus' name. So today's actually title for the Rev is called The New Season. It started about the second week in December. If you didn't feel the shift, I'll explain that here in a second. But it's called the new season, the sons of Israel, Issachar, sovereignty, entering into God's sovereignty, break free into breakthrough, and that there are no birthright negotiations with God. What does that mean? Because actually I learned something really, really interesting today. You know, if you're a front runner, if you're a true front runner, you operate in the gift of love. Okay. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. These are the true, this is one of the biggest, truest, uh, uh, what do you want to say, living proof of God's operating on your vessel, where God um, shows up in might and power through the signs, wonders, and miracles. And so the sign of a true front runner is that you operate in the love of God. It's the love of God. And the problem is, is that there are so many front runners right now who are also Joseph's, who have gotten caught up in past seasons of testing and trials, which have made them bitter that they've lost their ability to move higher into the spirit of God's heart, which is leading me into our conversation today with where God wants us to talk about how you move into the glory to ready you for revival. And that's a big deal. That's a real big deal because um, if you're not ready for revival, you're not going to be standing in the power of God to actually participate as a front runner. And you'll also find out Who's who? Because this is the new place we're standing in. The transitional place started in December. I was talking to you guys. I've been talking to you for over the past couple of weeks about how the shift started December 15th when we walked into December feeling like we were on active duty. And then everything shifted overnight. And God started moving us um, in this new place of rest. And the Lord told me very specifically, Missy, enjoy the rest of your holiday season. And I didn't understand that until about the second, 
I guess the first week, first or second week here in January as we've stepped into this new place. And so January is the place of rest. It's where we start talking about the tribe of Dan. We started talking to you guys about uh, the tribe of Dan the first month of January and God's objective that we're supposed to achieve in the month of January while moving through the tribe of Dan, moving through the zodiac clock, which is your flesh. Hello, there are two clocks. And I'm going to go into that and helping you understand uh, the differences between God's clock, the enemy's clock. I've talked about that a little bit here on Ezekiel's wheel. And it's important that you understand the difference, by the way. You have to learn the difference between the zodiac, which is, it's to me that God invented everything, by the way, but the zodiac was hijacked. We don't get into that because it's more of the cult stuff, but you have to learn about it in order to understand how to operate in the Maseroth, how to operate in God's clock, God's heart, the tree of life which is all in one. And by the way, he just explained to me something else new yesterday about uh, the tree of life, uh, the breastplate and the Maseroth. If you know anything about the breastplate, which is moves us right into the conversation today, the breastplate of righteousness, which is this new place of protection God is moving us into. The breastplate of God, we know we have Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, where it talks about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and the shoes of the gospel of peace. Now, if you know anything about the Maseroth or God's clock, God's heart, it operates around the 12 tribes of Israel. If you know anything about the breastplate, it operates around the 12 tribes of Israel. And so all of these things combined are connected to the tree of life. And these are the 12 tribes of Israel are the 12 characteristics of God's heart. As you're coming out of the flesh of the zodiac, which if you get stuck here, that's the devil's heart. That's the flesh. That's what a lot of people are stuck in. That's as good as it's going to get for them. Unless they get saved, they get redeemed, and they allow God to add his super on their natural. That's God's clock laying itself, or God's heart laying itself on their heart. That's what the breastplate of righteousness does for you. You lay God's clock. You lay God's tree of life. You lay God's heart on top of your heart you lay his righteousness on top of your unrighteousness when you put on the breastplate so yes in this new season we want you to uh put on jesus every day step into the tree of life uh which is when you put on his breastplate he places you behind his throne of protection i saw a vision of that today when i was in my alone time with him and it's where jesus stands in front of you in all situations um, so yes, do pray John 10, seven, step into Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and then pray that God places you into his tree of life attached to the, to his vine, Romans three twenty two, Romans eight, two with Psalms 91. Now, what does this mean when you're standing behind the throne of God or when you're covered by God, it's based on Ezekiel 16, eight where God starts covering you with every bit of himself. If I can look that up. Messing myself up. I'm going to look up the scripture because I want to read it to you. It's Ezekiel 8. It talks about God passing by. It says, later I passed by. And when I looked at you and saw that you were old enough to love, old enough for love, meaning meanings that you have chosen to mature in Christ. You've chosen to get cleansed. The Lord says, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your naked body. 
and I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. But he covered you with himself. He spread the corner of his garment over you. He's covering you with glory. Okay. So that's only for those who have chosen to be obedient in this hour, for those who have chosen to stay behind. Keep listening. So when you're standing from the throne of grace, if we are indeed in Christ and not in the spirit of religion, we're standing in the throne of grace where all grace abounds. Standing in Christ. You're standing in love. You're not standing in your own ways. You're not standing and looking at life through the flesh, through the enemy's heart anymore. You're looking at people through the eyes of love. You're seeing through his eyes of compassion. You're allowing God's spirit of truth. That's key in this hour. Truth is coming in to set you free in all areas. And by the way, it's not a scary thing to me to stand in all truth. By the way, because I say that, I'm sorry to be redundant. I say that based on Matthew 5, 8. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Okay, so if you're pure in heart, that means you've been cleansed. God's coming back for a pure spotless bride, right? He's wanting us to get cleaned up. And he wants us to learn to accept his will. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. In all situations. So when I think the biggest bucking from the religious right that's coming in this hour, 75% of the body is stuck in the spirit of religion right now because they've chosen to be. They're afraid. They're, either through, they're caught up in spirits of fear. And they're afraid to learn the truth about what's going on around them, about their own choices of the past. So they think that by keeping their heads in the sand, it's going to hinder God's will from coming to pass. Acts 5.39 states, if something's of God, you can't stop it. The ministry's of God, a person's of God. I've said it a million times. You cannot stop it. God has raised up front runners uh, before the foundations of the earth. The Lord says, uh, before I put you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I've known you before the foundations of the earth. I've called you by name in your mind. And I've been preparing you before the foundations of the earth. Now, if he knew me, um, he knows the calling that he put on my life. He knows the callings he put on your life. Okay. So if that's the case, then, and we're dealing with people who refuse to deal with the truth, we're dealing with a people group that are stuck in another spirit. It's not love. It's the flesh. It's the zodiac. They've limited themselves on purpose because of their refusal to do things God's way. Or they're misunderstanding and not having knowledge. We all die for lack of wisdom and understanding. So we're dealing with a people group then that are afraid to know the truth. They're afraid to know God at deeper levels. But honestly, if you've come into love, and that's all I've ever known is love, through the gift of love on my life, then I'm not afraid of the truth. I've seen the goodness of God, the land of the living. And I know that he's a good God. I know he's a good dad. And regardless of the truths that he tells me about my life or the truths that he walks me into, I'm not afraid of going there because I've seen his heart towards me. I know his goodness towards me. And I know that he's got a great plan for me based on Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know the plans that I've got for you, not to harm you, but to give hope in a future. And so we have these people trying to negotiate with God, trying to make their own plans with God, saying, I'm going to do this for you, God. I'm doing that for you, God. And God is like, I never called you to do that. That's not my will. I've given that to another. That's my will for this vessel. And so we find out whose will we're trying to fulfill. And let me tell you, yours is not going to come to pass if you try to negotiate with God. This is the place now where it requires us to step into a trust test 
Do we want to continue trying to force and trying to force and manipulate our own way through life? Getting into all these bad situations, creating all these hard, hard things around ourselves that are so unnecessary. All this unnecessary stress. When all along we could have been walking in the grace of God, walking in the peace of God, walking in the will of God, and having every single thing run like clockwork for you. You ever thought about that? Makes life run a whole lot more smoothly. Because when we're seated with Christ, when we're standing in Christ, and he's seated on his throne, this represents God's sovereignty in all of our situations. God is all about, he's, he's moving us into all truth right now, which means he's revealing his sovereignty in all situations. So we can think we're going to have our way about a thing. How many of you out there have prayed for a thing and you get what you want, but you don't like what you got? You're thinking, well, how did I end up here? How did I end up in this marriage? How did I end up in this job? How did I end up in, in this situation? In this, why do I hate my life in serving God this way? You wonder how you got there. It's because you disobeyed God and decided to do it your way instead of Yahweh's way. Moving something over so I can read your comments. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, how we create our own messes when we refuse to listen to the truth of God, we've got a lot of different error, a lot of different leaders in error right now who are serving this capacity and they're leading the, the sheep astray because they made up their mind. They got a taste of some blip it or some revelation of God's word at some point in their life. And then they're like, yep, I'm doing that for you, God. And God says, nope, I didn't call you to do that. Or you're in a relationship with somebody and God said, nope, that's not who they are to you. You failed to ask me. You failed to sit at my feet and ask me who they were to you. Some people are called to be, they're, they're called for seasonal friends. Some people are called to be lifetime friends. Some people are called to be in your life for, in your life for a lifetime. Maybe as a mate, maybe as a mentor. I don't know. But when we don't sit at the feet of Christ, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. When you fail to sit and, and rest at God's feet and find out what he has to say about a matter, you fail to find out his will. And meaning it causes you to get misaligned, which is where 85% of the body are at right now. So hence, we've got them operating under this apparatus of religion because they just want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want, the, they don't want to know the truth. They just want what they want, what their flesh wants. The flesh wants what it wants. And forget what God says. And so we have all these people misaligned. They're not operating in love. They're angry at God. And, and then they want God to clean up their mess. Good point, Myth Rothstein. They want God to clean up their mess. And God's like, I'm tired of cleaning up your mess. Had you just included me, you wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't even be there. And so this is a season now. Where God is coming in and he's forcing those. Actually, he's not even forcing. I'm not going to say that. Well, yeah, he is. If you want to come near him. And that's another aspect about this conversation. God is saying, if you want to come near me, you're not going to come near me any old way you please. We, we, I'll just bring this out here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just had an email yesterday from somebody. We've, we've had this person email us before and I'm going to address you on here. Um, they went by the name of Pat Venezuela. And they have the audacity to email our ministry and, and they've emailed us before, but it was really, really stupid of anybody to try to email a prophetic ministry 
thinking that God's not going to show us who you are, that you were an imposter, uh, that you were trying to do things your own way, and you were put there to, to your sought and put into place by your own leadership team of a ministry yourself who had no integrity, they had no honor for the Lord on this ministry, thinking that God would not show us what you were doing, and yet, yet trying to come in the back door, trying to take information that wasn't yours, trying to take shortcuts. God's like, there are no shortcuts into the kingdom. Let me just make you aware of this right now. Anybody out there trying to listen to this and you don't like the truth under the anointing, I'm a different person outside of the anointing than I am under the anointing. You've got to get to know people. It's part of coming into love. Time to grow up. But if you don't like the truth, and you're going to try to manipulate your way through life. You're not going to manipulate your way here. If you like the truth, it's because you're called to be a front runner. A true front runner operates in Matthew 5 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We're not afraid of the truth. And I'm not afraid of telling you the truth. I'm not afraid of telling you leaders the truth out there. It's what got you into so much trouble because you will not listen to God. Some of you are abusing the, the courtrooms of heaven. You're abusing prayer. You're abusing people around you. And now God is course correcting you. And God's like, you're not coming anywhere near me until you decide to do things my way. And by the way, doing things God's way means you're putting away the apparatus of religion. He's tired of the garbage. You're not bringing your garbage in here. And it's offensive to God when you try to force him and negotiate with him, thinking that he's going to negotiate with you. If he didn't negotiate with his own uh, son about going on the cross. He's not negotiating with you and you're not taking something that's not yours. He's not going to have you encroach upon your brother's house. We see a lot of that people getting out of their lanes, trying to be somebody trying to be this or be that because they got a little bit of revelation back here about something they thought they knew about, but they had no more anointing to do the thing than the man on the moon. You can't teach it. You don't have an anointing to teach it. You can't preach it. You're not called to preach it. A lot of you are called to do what God initially put you into position to do years, years ago. And because of unmet needs and unhealed areas of your life, now you've found yourself misaligned. Misaligned. And it's gotten your ministries off. It's gotten your life off. And now God's trying to realign you, course correct you to get you into kingdom, to get your life back where it should have been to give you your life back. You opened yourself up now. And a lot of you, if you're in leadership, you've opened up an innocent people group of sheep that have been following you up to your misalignment. And God's trying to clean up you leaders to get the sheep course corrected, which is why he's going to be moving the sheep around. He's got to get the sheep course corrected because many people have many destinies now that have been misaligned because of leadership uh, disobedience. Thank you, Lord. So going back to the throne, if you're in God's sovereignty and you're aligned with God, nothing can touch you. Nothing can touch your family. If you're aligned and standing in God, in Christ and in his glory, which also means if you choose to stand here, you're choosing to accept God's truth. You're choosing to align correctly so that you can learn what that truth is instead of your version of it. It's kind of a scary thing when you've been praying for something for a long, long time, or you've been walking in something for a long time, thinking it was yours, thinking that it was okay for you to be there. And God's like, this is never what I meant for you. To do. That's kind of a scary thing. Thinking what? 
How did I get here? How did this happen to me? Because God saw that you were walking in your version of truth. He saw that you were walking in the zodiac. He saw that you were walking in your own ways. He saw you wanting your own way. And God's like, that's your ways are my ways. Your ways are not my ways. And so it brings in pressure as God starts to bring you into all truth. Remember, I told you this is going to be a year of pressure as God starts addressing the elephants in the room. That's part of the prophetic word that came across this year. If you were looking at the prophetic words that have been coming up. So when your life doesn't align with God and kingdom, it's going to cost you something. Now you're going to have to put some things down this year. Things are fixing to change for some of you this year. If you desire to serve God at higher levels. And sometimes we can think we're hearing from God at the lower levels, but most of the time our fleshly desires are based in our own needs, our own unmet needs, our un, un, own dysfunctional needs. And it's why God wants to bring us higher. We can find out what all truth is. So we can step into his pureness and hear him correctly. And the, those with the gifts of love operate in this type of pureness. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They've surrendered to God's will a long time. Matter of fact, that's how you know you're a true frontrunner. If you've gone through the testings like Joseph went through, which is something I really, got really irritated with that group about yesterday because I thought, man, I'm not a tell-all be-all, but I did sit at God's feet 14 years, eight hours a day. I'm not bragging. I just had a hunger for God. But I, I, I sat at his feet eight hours a day for 14 years straight, seeking the Lord, resting in the Lord, finding out his word finding out what he had to say about a situation and it accelerated my walk, which put me into hellacious testings, fiery testings to get where I am right now. So I paid a price to walk where I'm at right now. And I'm sorry, but I'm not giving up my birthright for any selfish person who thinks it's their right to encroach upon another person's house that breaks the big, the ninth of the big 10. Do not covet your neighbor's house. God's sick and tired of this. He's sick and tired of leaders Abusing other leaders, which I've seen big leaders do this. Try to force their will and try to force God's will. And God's saying, you're not going to have your way. My will will always stay. And it's time for my children, my true sons and daughters of Issachar to arise. I've been keeping them in the shadows to prepare them for such a time as this. The true Josephs, the fiery ones who have gone through the fiery testings. Testing after testing after testing. The mockery that came with it. People making fun of you. Trying to make you feel like that you had failed God. When all the while you had found favor with God. And he was testing you, Job. Testing you. He allowed the enemy to sift you. For year after year after year. Thought it was never going to end. How many of you feel like that was you? Me? But this is your year. So God's saying everything this year is about your future, about your heart condition, and it's about God's true will for your life. And prophetically, where are you at? Let me tell you where you're at at current. At current, we're beginning to see the heightened witchcraft begin to affect those who have chosen to stay at the lower parts of God's mountain. These are people that are constantly praying witchcraft prayers up the mountain of those who are trying to climb higher. The enemy's using anybody he can right now. He's using the occult. 
He's using immature Christians. He's trying to get the house divided to get us to fall from within. He knows the spiritual law of a house divided against itself will fall. <clears throat> so it's up to you more mature Christians not to give in to your flesh and react to mature Christians, but respond. Continue to pray your way up the mountain because they're stuck in witchcraft. But as light gets lighter, so should God's people. We should be moving deeper into his glory instead of getting stuck like the 75% because of their lack of understanding of how to move forward, which has also affected their destiny. See, this obedience will cost you this year. The first inner court gate, I've talked to you about the outer 12 court gates. The first inner court gate in January that you walk through is obedience. And, and what you do when you come into the tribe of Dan in January, you've come out of a hellacious warring season. You're looking like a bloody warrior from coming out of this warring season. If you've obeyed and done everything God's told you to do, if you were invited into the higher dimensions of God to begin with back in June for obeying January through April, so it pays to obey. Getting cleaned up January through April 30th, those are your key months when you want to Focus not on just a little dabble, do you? You want to get into deliverance, 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 deliverance. And it's much deliverance as you possibly can. And I'm going to get into that here in a second, how you can do that through Ezekiel's will. God has shown us how to do this. Not that we're a tell-all, be-all. We show you how to do it quickly. Very, very quickly. He's all about getting you into position quickly. I'll get into that here in a second. But we're trying to get people to learn how to move through the 12 tribes of Israel, which are the 12 characteristics of God's heart. And each one of you are born into a Zodiac, which you have to maneuver through your own weaknesses as your personal fleshly weaknesses every month. Then you have to learn how to maneuver through the tribe's weaknesses that you're moving through every month. And so as we move into the month of January, we're coming into the month of of the tribe of Dan, and Dan's weakness, his biggest weakness, is if you know anything about the Danites, Samson was a Danite. I talked about this last time. And Samson was always reacting instead of responding. He did not know when to get out of warrior mode. He didn't know how to come into rest and let and give God the reins for a short season until God shifted him into the next season. He was always trying to fight his own battles, always getting hopped up and hot-headed, reacting instead of responding in love. He didn't know how to let go and let God. And so we're noticing as God's moving us now through his heart, through his clock, tree of life. That's how you do it. It's all one and the same. Through the breastplate, it's all one and the same. He's trying to overlay his righteousness on your unrighteousness. If you'll let him, a lot of you won't let him. So you try to, you come out of your, you come out of his protection because you're so busy trying to fight your own battles and you invite more warfare because of it. So it's key to learn how to operate within this clock, within these tribes, taking on and allowing others who cross your path that may be in a different tribe than your own to sharpen the weak areas of your life. That's why we need each other. You have something that I don't have and I have something that you don't have. But you have to make it through this first month because in this first month, God is rejuvenating old dreams. If you're truly aligned, you're continuing to pray and move those dreams up into higher levels so they can manifest. 
<clears throat> You're getting new dreams, which you'll take before the king next month. We're going to get into the tribe of Asher as we move into February. Hello, it's the month of love. A great month. You can get double for your trouble next month. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Sorry. But it, it's key to obey. Obedience will bless you if you learn to obey. And you learn how to move with the Lord in his times, dimensions, realms, frequencies, seasons, and cycles of the Spirit. So for those of you walking in the gift of love, you already walk in all truth. Which is why you're not afraid of it. You don't have a hard time in your conversations with people because most people don't like the truth. We already talked about that. But look where that has gotten this country and its people. So Ezekiel's will has learned from the Lord the ability how to move the warriors at breakneck speeds into God's glory through the transformation process as we teach you about his heart. Again, we are not a tell-all be-all. But <clears throat> how do you get there? A lot of people were asking, where the people were fishing for the answers yesterday, let me answer your questions because of the offense that you caused. You did offend the Lord at Venezuela or whoever your name is. You offended the Lord, you and your leadership team. <clears throat> the way that you do it, though, I'm going to answer your questions live because I'm, I'm a very truthful person. I'm not hiding who I am. I'm the same in front of the camera as I am behind the camera. And I did use some expletives with you yesterday because it really ticked me off. And I've repented for that, but I'm not religious like that. I'm not judging you, but I am telling the truth about who I am. I know God loves me. He loves me, flaws and all, and I'm okay with it. You may not be, but I am, and he is too. That's why we're friends. But it's offensive to the Lord when you try to dishonor any other leader or any other ministry, thinking that you're going to hijack something or take something that's not yours and try to preach it as if it's your own without giving the courtesy where I call it, uh, where you site source people. I try to do that with everybody I'm using. Chris Carter is one of the people who studied the Maseroff. Go check him out at Discover the Heavens. It's a part of the new move. And if you know anything about these new move leaders, none of us are putting up with anything. The way God made it. We're not trying to be braggadocious. We're just who we are. We're truth warriors. And so that's part of this new move where God's moving people into all truth and it's going to take some courage look at some truths about themselves and look at some uh some elephants in the room <clears throat> about their own ministries and lives and life callings that maybe you have done in past seasons that don't align with god's will for this season and that's scary because you're going to find out things you didn't want to know and you're going to have to course correct if you want to get aligned which means you're going to have to accept god's will how do you do that i'm going to suggest if you're not going to want to be a part of this team um, and let me see if I can pull that up on my screen so I can put it up in this box. Uh, it's a, a link to our channel. It's a behind the scenes channel. Uh, you can go click on that. I think that works. You have that. I'll put that link up for that other channel. I don't think that's putting the link up there. But you're going to start there. That's our teaching channel. We have five different instructors. Every Monday night, we're going to be shifting you through. Five different teaching styles. God bless. Thanks, Cynthia. That's the link. You're going to go to subscribe to that channel every Monday night for Monday Night Live. That's where you're going to start. And we're going to start helping you build foundation. Rebuilding your foundation. Get you realigned with God. Teaching you about honor. Teaching, I don't care if that sounds boring to you. We're going to be teaching you about witchcraft. 
teaching you how to battle this stuff, how to come out from underneath it, how to find out if you've got it in your own heart, in your own bloodline, and get you cleaned up. But you'll get deeper cleaning, faster cleaning, if you come into membership with us, which starts at the second level, which takes you and gives you access to all four months. You only, you only give you uh, every other week live if you're a non-member. The reason why we ask you to be a member is to get you to connect to the anointing. Your tithe, your membership fee is the connection to the anointing. That's part of honor. We teach you about honor. Nope, it's not every Monday night. It's every other Monday night. Every other Monday publicly. But if you go into level two, you get it every Monday night. <clears throat> you also get with level two uh, access to our CR class, which is deep inner healing. And you get access to all of our materials, which includes a huge library of prayers and videos to teach you how to battle high-level witchcraft. And you get there fast. Ask any of our members. I mean that humbly, respectfully, because it's the Lord that does it. It's not us. It's him. It has nothing to do with it. So that's the way you do it, if you want to do it. But that's he's shown us how to do it. He's been teaching me for 35 years. He's taken me heaven a lot of times many times he still does i still go into in and out of heaven thank god learning about the secrets of the throne i went there this morning it was phenomenal got to go into the throne room of god the throne room of god is really really uh it's an interesting place and i've been learning about the clouds of witnesses which i don't want to go too far off script today but <clears throat> in every season of god's heart there's a cloud of witnesses there to help you and they each are per season they're each there for each season and there are many different clouds of witnesses on each level. And so it's interesting as you start progressing through God's heart, you start working with the angels and you start working with the cloud of witnesses. Those are your forefathers who have gone on before you. They paid a price for you to walk where you can walk. If you'll just get aligned and walk there. And so many of you settle for seconds. So many people stuck in the flesh are settling for seconds thinking that they're going to make God's will be their way and they're settling for seconds. And then when you finally align and realize God's will for your life and everything clears up around you and you get a great life and you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Trying to force this thing to be in my life, these relationships to be in my life, this ministry to be in my life when it was never God's will. And everything smooths out. Things start running smooth for you. The Lord starts flowing through you at breakneck speeds and the power of God, the gifts of God, the signs, wonders, and miracles of God show up in and through you. All because you decided to align with truth. You got cleaned up. Which brings us to Genesis 35, 1 through 36, 43 at about 35 minutes past the hour, right on time. Which talks about new beginnings. <clears throat> God does have a plan for you. And you cannot run away from the truth of the hard things. You have to face them. If you don't like the answer. There have been several times in my life I've had to do this. And even I've, I've been challenged with this. And, and the Lord showed me this today. Remember when you did this? Remember when you prayed for that? Wasn't my will. Remember when it never came to pass? Remember when you tried to buck me and 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 still trying to force me to, to perform your will instead of you aligning with my will and now you're aligned with my will and look how far I brought you. Look where I'm taking you into. 
And I thought, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, the things, thank God for unanswered prayer. Thank God for unanswered prayer. Not just in ministry, but in relationships. Thank God for unanswered And how many times we've taken jobs outside of God's will and getting ourselves into these hellacious situations all along it could have been avoided because we just, just would have listened and obeyed. But Genesis 35, 1, it's where God appeared to, to Jacob and he told him what to do was because he wanted him to be part of Bethel, the Bethel promise, because we're all called to walk by faith and not by sight. But sometimes in our faith walks, we want to help God. I'm going to get in there and help God. Let me help you, God. I'm going to jump ahead of you and I'm going to do this for you. And God's like, ah, 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 ah. I want you to do exactly what I'm telling you to do. Pray exactly what I'm telling you to pray. Nothing more, nothing less. Decree exactly what I'm telling you to decree. Nothing more, nothing less. You are not the master builder. God is. You want your prayers answered? You only pray what he tells you to pray. You don't pray your witchcraft prayers. You don't decree your witchcraft prayers. You don't go find scriptures on your own. He will drop them in your spirit. You don't have to help them build. You don't have to help him build. Trust me. He knows how to build a house. And only the Lord builds a house and all those that build there's alone labor in vain. But Bethel, you know, it's funny how, how Jacob thought he was running away from his problems, by the way. He was running away. And, and geography doesn't guarantee a change in life, by the way. We can't run away from the truth or our problems. And so at Bethel, God had told Jacob his entire family to get rid of all their idols, get rid of all their charms, even the ones they didn't know existed in their bloodlines. Repent, start to get deliverance is what he meant. Start getting deliverance. Start facing your issues. Start facing the elephants in your room that you've been dealing with for 35, 40 years, Joseph. But being imprisoned by them and trust the process once god shows you how how to do this that's when you're serious about stepping into his glory when you get serious about god god's going to get serious about you you get serious about you and he's like okay they want to do this this is what happened to our teams mid-december we said god let's go whatever you got to do Woo! did that crank up the heat the enemy got mad he got mad and he's going to get mad and he's going to buck you and you cannot let that intimidate you you've got to keep pressing 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 no matter what you see in the natural no matter what you're experiencing in your health no matter what you're experiencing in your finances you're not going to let that stop you you're going to keep pressing you're serious about the promise god's serious about it too and when you get serious he gets serious too he's going to meet you there but remember it's going to cost you something but your life will never be the same. But the good news is, once you get serious about him, you're going to be safe. You'll be secure. As will your future blessing, your destiny, and your birthright. There is no negotiating with God over birthrights. You can get it, you can keep it, but you can get it taken away from disobedience. You understand that? Happened to Esau, it happened to Reuben. It will cost you something in this hour. Disobedience will cost you much in this hour. <clears throat> but stepping into God's glory will also force you to step into all truth, into all blessing in this hour. And if you're stepping into all truth, it means you're going to have to face some disappointments about things you thought were truth 
versus what God says are his truth. That is plans for life versus your own. Take some courage to step into all truth. And it's where we learn to worship the God we know at the house of God and move beyond the flesh, its whims. You're getting out of yourself and into the spirit now. You're crossing over. And the problem is many have gotten so caught up in the flesh that they've forgotten what it's like to walk with truth. So now the enemy's been able to make God's truth offensive or fearful when truth's real intent was to set us free. To get rid of all the elephants in the room. And so we see Jacob here where Jacob's obedience to God cost him something. It cost Jacob something to wrestle with the truth. It broke his hip. It broke his hip where he forever walked with a limp. But it also showed him the truth about himself. What in the heck is that? Hope it didn't. There it goes. Phone. Oh, sorry about that. Phone was putting pressure on my screen. I didn't want it to throw it out of the way. But it showed him the truth about himself and what God had truly called Jacob to do in his life. And Jacob's life stopped being lived through manipulation, control, and swindling. Or trying to force God to do things Jacob's way. If you know anything about Jacob, Jacob was a swindler. He was a manipulator. He was always trying to make God agree with his plan. Always trying to take shortcuts. And God said, there are no shortcuts in the kingdom. And here, let, while, you're, while you're at it, let's wrestle about the truth. Let me, make you, let me give you a memorial stone kind of a thing. I'm going to break your hip to make you remember this moment. There are no shortcuts into the glory. So in the end, Jacob got his name changed and he was also forced to walk God's way. But when we come into all truth, you know, it might feel like we're experiencing sorrow because God's truth actually shows us where we've sinned. And you have to repent for doing these things because it can cost you. From this point on, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, it's so imperative because of what we're learning right now to obey the Lord. It's so imperative that we understand that it's going to cost you to disobey the Lord. Leaders, it's going to cost you big time. Those of you leaders who have started 25, 30 years ago, and you've been taking this lie that you've been living on into this present time, trying to grow something that was never yours, and then you've gotten yourself into the stagnant place wondering why it got stagnant. It's because you disobeyed. One, it's probably two, you weren't aligned. You were aligned in the flesh. God's been trying to pull you out of your flesh into the things of the Spirit, and you're still demanding to do it your own way. God's like, nope, that wasn't my will. Matter of fact, this position that some of you are standing in never was God's will for you. And you're still trying to push the agenda, and God's like, it's not going to happen. Acts 5.39 prophets have spoken if you hear the true word of the lord the prophets have spoken some of the prophets have spoken to you three times some of you and you're still disobeying the word of the lord and it can cost you god says if you hear the word of the lord and you don't obey you're as good as dead i'm not afraid to say that on here because god is fed up with some of you doing things your own way and leading his ship his sheep astray 
which is why a lot of the sheep are going to be transferred this year out from underneath a lot of these people into healthier houses because he wants leaders who are healthy. He wants leaders who obey. He wants leaders who are aligned so that those sheep can continue moving forward into kingdom. Let's move on. But this new place of truth where Jacob gained wonderful blessings. That's where the blessings are at is in the place of truth. He gained a wife. He got back his life that God always wanted him to give, but it cost him because his own children followed in his own generational sin. This is where Reuben gave up his birthright with his, for sleeping with his father's concubine or for taking something that belonged to another. I don't care if it's, I don't care what it is. If it's natural or if it's something in the natural, you don't covet your neighbor's house. You're coming into honor. You're coming into all truth. You're going to start living by God's ways. You're going to start living by the big 10. And you'll win. But because he wasn't willing to do things God's way, Reuben lost it. So disobeying God will cost you in this season. As God always challenges us yearly. I talked about the tribe of Dan. The shifting place. Time to shift and change into higher levels of maturity. Into God's spirit through the inner court gate of obedience. So if we decline, we forfeit those blessings on those new levels. We're going to go over today. Some can be regained while others cannot. It's also why it pays to listen and obey now when God tells you to do something. Don't do it tomorrow. But Jacob did in this new place because it cost you to walk in the higher levels of the spirit. He lost his wife, but he gained a son. But he was a wise enough dad where he chose to rename this son because he wanted him to sit at his right hand and he wanted him to operate in strength and not weakness. God will change your name. He changed Jacob's name. Jacob knew that. And so when God changed Jacob's name, he learned grace, learned to operate in the love of God. And he was always looking for God's grace in his people and trying to find the good in them, trying to help them move into the place God meant for them to be. Instead of trying to hold them down through an apparatus of religion. But I believe this is where a lot of people have been affected and why a lot of our leaders have been affected today. By the weaknesses of their own generational forefathers. They're not dealing with it. They're not dealing with their own sin. Along with the fact that they've been impacted by their own personal weaknesses. Which has affected their gifts and callings. And their ability to walk in God's truth his way. His ability to see this truth. Instead of man's version of it has a tendency to bend the truth into something they can cope with or something they can manipulate until God begins to bring us higher into himself where all of man's situations are revealed. Kind of a scary place, but it's not. It's actually a relief. It's a relief to come into all Because then you quit trying to live this lie and you quit trying to be all these things you were never called to be. And you just take a load off. You're like, Oh, what a relief. God's got said, And everything starts falling into place. But it can be very disappointing for those who haven't been walking in the truth to find out what God truly says about a matter. And if God said it, you can't stop it. If man says it through his perversion or unhealed fivefold gifts, hoping that it's God, things are going to be interrupted and God's will will prevail. God's will will always prevail. Because God has a plan in these end times that he's committed to and he's putting specific vessels into place himself that he himself is trained through the will of heaven 
and he's not negotiating about it. People have been lifted up for, for such a time as this. They've been trained for 30 and 40 years. The Josephs. Which brings us to Matthew 12, 1 through 21. It talks about the hostility that we still deal with. The hostility and the attacks of religious leaders against the God of truth and those that serve through truth only. We're all dealing with it right now. If you've chosen to step into uh, this new place of glory and you're wanting to be a participant in revival, the only way to be a participant in revival is to get cleaned up, to get aligned with God, and to allow the Lord of the universe to start teaching you his ways where you start accepting what he says about a matter and that means letting go of people sometimes. It means letting go of relationships sometimes. It means letting go of things you thought were of God. That you can come into all truth and you can come into the glory to serve him at those levels. Woo! Sorry, I dropped my phone. I'll put it back up. I'm going to fall off your screen here in about a second. But anyway, we're talking about hostility. Let me see, waiting for it to fall off the screen. <laughs> oh, it didn't. Cool. Okay, it didn't. Cool. I'm right. And it's tracking fine, too. Beautiful. So, okay, let's go back. When, religi when religious leaders look for an opportunity to attack God's people, or they did it to Jesus, by the way, and he gave it right back to them. If you know anything about the Lord, that's what I love about him. He didn't mince his words. He gave it to them in the temple. Uh, and when he, when he kicked him out with a cat of nine tails, he whipped him up inside, went down one side, one side. Uh, and he, he told them, you're not going to bring your version of love into my house. You're not doing this. I'm not buying your brand of love. But it's a shame for people who always look to harass a man or people who only wanted to move into the glory. And Jesus was there to help those people come into higher realms of love and higher realms of kingdom. But because they couldn't serve God their way, they chose to destroy the only person in his grace who could get them there? So these people are coming at God's people in this hour. You're one of them. They did it to Jesus. They'll do it to you. When we're being used by God to try to bring people into all truth, into all grace, and they're so offended by the truth, they're so afraid of knowing the truth, they're trying to destroy the people who are trying to help them get there, who could actually take a load off of their life if they would only listen. We have people coming in and out of our out of our lives and relationship. We have them trying to pray witchcraft prayers against us, trying to pray early death assignments because they so are afraid of the truth. They're willing to try to take you out like they were trying to do Jesus in order not to have to deal with the truth. And you know what God says about that? God's like, you want to bet? Their times are in my hands, not yours. Jesus' times were in the Father's hands, not man's. Jesus could have taken himself off the cross at any time. But how stupid can you be? Really, when Jesus is your Lord, and every day, if you know him, becomes a place of rest and grace, as well as every place we enter into, if we're aligned correctly. Because every place is God's temple. Now, we understand that if you're operating in grace. But the real issue for these false leaders is that they were stuck in their own hypocrisy. Because when Jesus is Lord, he's not concerned with man's rules or man trying to impose his own guidelines for other men to follow a God where God came to set us free. And God will sometimes reach into the gray areas of our life to set us free, just like he did on the Sabbath with the blind man. He doesn't care what day it is. He'll make every place a temple. He'll make every day a day of grace 
because he wants free in this hour. All about the truth. And he wants us resting in his peace about every matter. But Jesus wanted mercy, not sacrifice. And he also wants man to know, and he definitely wants the devil to know, that he's the stronger man who has invaded Satan's house in this hour. See, the only way to be get the strong man to take your stuff back, by the way, to get your life back, is to come into grace, to come into all truth and face the truths about yourself. That's where you get your life back. That's where God starts to realign things the way they should have always been. And he kicks the strong man out of your house because you're working with him with deliverance to get realigned with kingdom. Which is why so many of you in this season, as of three weeks ago, when you decided to agree with God and walk in his glory, began to have physical attacks on your vessels. These attacks were to deter you, to scare you, or make you think that Satan in others through their witchcraft prayers or the occult magic through the witches and Satanists around you were stronger than Jesus in you. God said, keep walking by faith and not by sight. You're in a higher level of faith right now. Don't you dare go backwards. Don't you dare go back to Egypt. You stay right here realigned. Stay in this alignment process. But keep pressing in. You're almost at the point of breakthrough. Hallelujah. Brings us to Psalms 15, 1 through 5. And this shocked me today. I've never known this about David. I've always heard about David being a man after God's own heart. So if you know anything about David, he was a bloody warrior. Like Dan. He got caught up in his emotions. Just like Dan. Got caught up in his own personal sin. Like Dan, the tribe of Dan. And he wasn't allowed to build the temple of the Lord. His son did. Solomon did. So some of you had problems in earlier seasons. Thought it was your job to build the temple of the Lord. God said, I did not call you to do that in this new hour, in this new move. I didn't call you to that leader. I called you to do other things in other seasons. And I'm going to have you in those places that I placed you in when I first placed you there to continue in that journey to build that part of kingdom. But it's not your job to build the temple of the inner court of the Lord. Pardon me. But David was a warrior who loved God's house and he loved to be near the Lord because he knew him as a friend. So it was hard for him to accept that. That he wasn't allowed to build the house of God because he hadn't been called to be a priest, but only a king. And there was another person in the Bible who did that that wasn't satisfied with his calling and he tried to make himself a priest. You know what happened to him? I want to say it was the, the king after Nebuchadnezzar. It was the king after Nebuchadnezzar. And he got struck dead by God that very night. You do not want to press your own will with the Lord in this hour. If you're coming near love, you do not want to do that. The closer you come with God, the more strict the laws are getting, the spiritual laws are getting on you, you will have to align. But David should have been satisfied with where he was standing as a king. But sometimes we want more than what God is willing to give to us which comes with our fleshly desires. And our flesh has nothing to do with God's Nothing. It's only man wanting what he wants, regardless of what God says he can have. And then everyone suffers because of that disobedience. But as the truth be known, every single believer suffers from selfishness. 
And it's what David didn't understand was that he didn't qualify to serve God in this capacity because he hadn't gotten cleaned up. He wasn't called into that place. The higher you go, the more is required of you. Doesn't mean you can't go there, but it doesn't mean you're going to serve in that capacity. But in order to qualify, even as a warrior, and to come up into the most holy place of God, even David, a man after God's own heart, was held to the higher standard, the standard of getting cleansed. It's the cleansing of Hebrews chapter 10. Go read it. Which is where God requires us to come into his glory. But in order for him to rewrite our story, we have to align. And we can't manipulate it. We can't try to negotiate our way there because God's glory requires order, cleansing, and obedience. And the psalm, if you read this psalm, it also helps us to examine our walk, our words, our works. And it makes you take an inventory of your relationships and how you deal with people. Your relationships should be getting easier because if you're operating in the higher realms of God's glory and love, you're starting to see people through the eyes of Christ, through his mercy, through his grace, not through eyes of religion. If you're still stuck in an apparatus of religion, you're not there. You're not there. You're trying to keep all the rules. You're trying to hold everybody through all these fake rules that aren't even in place. They're there for structure. They're there for guidelines, but they're no longer there. Jesus came. You're negating Christ dying on a cross if you're living by that standard. God brought you higher. If you want to come there, get cleaned up, get aligned. Operate in grace, but he's starting to make you take inventory of your relationships so you can see where you're at. He's making you look at how you use your money. Are you tithing? Are you honoring God? I'm, st- I'm going there. If, you're, if you don't believe in tithing, you've already missed the boat. You've already dishonored God because that's an area of your life where people like to have to control as well. He wants it all. He wants control of every area of your life. You are not your own anymore. Everything you do, everything you own, he gave to you, even your job, your finances. But it's the one area of your life that he allows you to have control over so that he, when you give it back to him, he can expand your stream of finance. It's to help you, by the way, to help you expand and be blessed because who wants to serve a broke God? Who wants to serve a broke leader? Who wants to serve somebody who's calling and trying to lead other people into blessing when they're broke? Who wants to do that? That's not, that's not enticing to me. Well, he wants you to look at how you use your money and do you keep your promises. Let me stress that. Do you keep your promises? I serve a God who does. He's a God of integrity. He, his word is his bond. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for telling me that. Um, and, and that's something true, but when you understand that God keeps his word, see, he's teaching us the difference about the true king's decrees versus man's decrees. There are evil kings, queens, and priests. And then there's the true king's decree, the true king's signet ring, Haggai 2.23. And if you're not operating in the true king's signet ring, see, this is something else. These goofballs who try to use these courts of heaven, you are goofballs. Because if your heart's not cleaned up, none of your words will stand up. The, the courts of heaven are used as a deliverance tool. You understand? And only the Lord can bring a case against somebody. Only the Lord can bring judgment against somebody. Only the Lord can sentence somebody. He is the judge. You are not. God says, judge not lest you be judged. So it serves as a tool for you to look at your own heart, for you to do an inspection of your own life to help you get cleaned up, to help you get aligned. And it makes us look really stupid when we try to play God 
and, and try to lord over all these other people's lives, which is what the Pharisees always do and do, and do still, makes you look stupid. It makes you look arrogant and haughty. God hates a haughty heart. And by the way, he'll kick your butt off his throne when you try to place yourselves there when you were never invited there. Never invite yourself to sit at the head of a, of a master's table lest the master come in and unseat you. You weren't invited there. That's within any realm of kingdom. You don't invite yourself into other people's parts of kingdom that he's given other people. That's coveting your neighbor's house. He's trying to teach us the difference. He's trying to teach us how to align, how to honor him and then honor each other. If we honor him, it works vertically and horizontally. Everything aligns. You're a promise keeper. You're a man or woman after God's own heart. You are aligned in integrity. Thank you, God. That means that you know how to keep your word. But then God says, who may enter this holy hill? Those who live blameless lives. And if you think just because you're a leader that you live a blameless life, oh, if I wouldn't be in this position, God didn't find me holy. Some of you are the biggest Pharisees I've ever met in my life. You're the biggest freaking Pharisee I've ever met in my life. You're the most religious hypocrites I've ever met in my life. By the way, you live your lives behind the scenes. I can name names. Some of the crap you've done to this ministry. There are people you prayed against us. Some of you prayed death against us. I'm going to call you out. I'd love for him to give me permission. Some of you made the biggest asses out of yourselves behind the scenes. And then you want to email us incognito acting like God's not going to show us. Acting like a bunch of dingbats thinking that he doesn't have a brain. You don't have the brain. He's trying to teach you how to align if you'll start honoring other people and quit trying to take credit for things that aren't yours. Quit trying to get out of your lane and do things you were never called to do. If you're called to be a front runner, you cannot be accepted in a position you haven't been given the grace for. It will eat your lunch. Do you understand? That's why we went through fiery testings to prepare us for this place. We were born for the fire. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What does fire do? It purifies. Fire purifies. We were born for the fire. That's why we were given the gift of love. What's around the throne of God? Fire. We were born to be armor bearers for God's heart, to guard the gates and to help people come in. Jesus lives in those gates with us. 1 Samuel 19.8. He inspects those gates. Nehemiah 2.13. He wants to see who's doing trading with us in those gates. Are you doing trade? We have so many people trying to come against this ministry and they, they try to trade through these gates and pray their witchcraft prayers with these demons on them. And they're, that's illegal trading, by the way. That means you're allowing an unholy speaking spirit to use your vessel to pray against other people. So you're being used and committing treason with the devil. And you're committing treason against God, sinning against the Lord. And by the way, which will get you judged if you don't stop and get your butt cleaned up. He's trying to tell you how to do it today. He's trying to explain to the And see, the problem with this kind of truth is, especially coming from a woman, like, I can't believe she's talking like that. Or, I can't believe someone has told you before this point. Really? But they want to make excuses within that spirit of religion saying, you need to have that. In these, these, it's usually the Baptists that do this. God bless the Baptists. But it's usually that, that messed up dysfunctional mentality um, of these people who are stuck in their own dysfunction and their own apparatuses of religion where they have to sit out and shut up over women. Uh-uh. God's picking the vessels that will obey in this hour. He's saying, stand up. Be counted. Because 
I've used, tried to go to this vessel and that vessel and that vessel, and they didn't listen, so I'm coming to you. And you've obeyed. Let's do this thing. Right on, God. Let's do this thing, baby. God love you. I'm here. Here I am, God. Send me. That's why I'm using people like me. I don't care what you say. I love you. I'm different under the anointing. If you know me, you love me. Our group. I love our team. Hopefully they love me. I love them deeply. But he's looking for treat people who live blameless lives, simple lives, afraid to live simple. People who keep their promises even when it hurts. You're going to do what's right no matter what it costs you. Some of you leaders, God has told you what to do for years and you were afraid of losing numbers. You were afraid of losing money and it cost you. God says, get the sheep. Be about my business. Get my sheep up. Get them ready for this hour. It cost you. You got demoted. That's what disobedience cost you. But these people operating, they're representing God in his truest form, his truth. They're in true nobility. Doesn't mean they've arrived, but they're not religious. They're not worried about the rules. They try to follow his structure, doing exactly what he's telling them to do when he tells them to do it, but they're only worried about their alignment with love. That's what these truth warriors are about in this hour. And you're going to find this new move of leaders. Don't care about what you say. These sheep are going to have to get thicker skin. You sheep are going to have to buck up. You're going to have to make up your mind what you really, really want. Thank you, Holy Spirit told me to tell you this at the very, very beginning. If you want to come higher, it's going to cost you something. You need to make up your mind what you want. Don't go to God about anything unless you know what you really want. You want to be free? It doesn't matter what it costs you. Your focus should be freedom. Because freedom leads to blessing. The blessings of God, not to your limited version of them. We have such a limited perspective. Which brings us, as we wrap up today, to Proverbs 3, 21 through 26. God has got such a great plan for you guys. You know, when you give up what you thought was his plan, get out of state. Let me tell you, man, we're starting to walk in some of the biggest blessings right now on this team. And I'm so excited I get to meet with our team leaders after this. Talk about another one, but we're starting to walk in such blessing. And it's time. Lord's been telling me for three days, it's time for the breakthrough. It is time for the breakthrough. It is time for the breakthrough. And that's what comes with alignment. It's time. It's time for stepping into alignment. It's time for stepping into joy. It's time for stepping into all blessing. And let me tell you, the enemy is madder than hell about it. He's mad. He's mad. When we told the Lord, Lord, we're, we're here. We are here. Send us. Here we are. We want to come into the Lord. We want to be a part of this revival. We want to be a part of the signs, wonders, and miracles. Release Ezekiel 16.8 over us. It happened. Boom, shakalaka. It happened. And it's so funny to me that things that these people thought they were praying over us, it's all like they're in a, stuck in another dimension now. It doesn't matter. You can pray in all your witchcraft prayers all you want. God will just keep moving us on as we get free. That's the blessing of obedience. All your enemies fall to the wayside. You don't have to worry about them anymore. God bless them. Keep moving. It's going to cost them, not you. But, you know, people are starting to take notice because, and we've taken notice because the, the enemy's ratcheting up against us. But then we had to make up our minds, is this worth the cost? Well, heck yeah, it is. Heck yeah. And then you have to make your mind, are the physical hits worth it? Heck yeah, they are. Yeah. 
Come on, God. God keeps telling me, you trust me? Do you trust me, Missy? I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord, in all things. No matter what, I trust Good. You're a good God. So it doesn't matter what I see going on in my universe. doesn't mean what I see going on in the world. doesn't matter how mad the enemy is. That's what, what do you think the fight is about in the, in the international federal level? What do you think this fight is about? It's about the latter rain. It's about the glory. It's about the enemy clashing with God over time. And so we have ungodly people praying ungodly things against the godly people trying to bring their version of what they want to come to pass, their reality versus God's reality. And God says, it's not your will that's going to come to pass, it's mine. So he's trying to get this into the minds of the church and all seven mountains if they'll just freaking listen. And so now you're watching, you're watching the, uh, the, the verbiage of these new move leaders ratchet up and this truth is so strong it's everybody's like, whoo, it's blowing my hair back. Ah! I didn't expect you to. I can't believe you said that in church. I can't believe somebody hasn't said it long before now. They used to talk like this. Believe it or not. They used to. That's how far God has had to pull back. That's how far truth has had to pull back because man pulled back. When you pull back from truth, God steps back. You want to step more into him. You're getting straight up truth. You said you wanted it. God says, ready or not, here I come. Here I come. So now, we move into Proverbs 3, 21 through 26. This is what he's saying. Let me wrap this up today. Put a little over. He said, my son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you'll not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked. The Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being. Is that not wrapping this all up in a nutshell today? Aren't you encouraged? I mean, God is such a cool way of bringing us in all truth and so if you're just new on this channel and you're just stepping in and and this truth is really strong for you it usually is i cannot begin to tell you the nasty emails i used to get when i first started <clears throat> we've been doing this ministry for almost 10 years now when i first started everybody was oh, oh who does she think she is and, I, and at first i was thinking lord why are you having me give all these hard words he goes just keep saying what i'm saying keep saying what I'm saying and now it's unfolding I understand what he's doing what he was doing back then what he's trying to do now now I see so I'm not afraid of speaking and being who he told me to be but it, it is amazing I guess to me to see how far the church has digressed and so why this is such a difficult thing and why people shy away because people want to as you get older it seems like people just want to stay stuck they want to stay miserable but who wants to be around these miserable people because they're making everybody miserable. Have you noticed that? They become the elephants in the room. And so leaders, it's, it's a challenge now to you leaders out there who are uh, aligned with God, who are getting realigned with God, not to be afraid of stepping in and speaking truth to these sheep, to force alignment, which is going to shake your house. It's, it's going to cause a shaking of your tree, shake the dead fruit off. And some of you people listening over here need to hear that too. God's going to shake your tree when you decide to align. I see people leave your life. Best thing that could have ever happened to you. 
may be painful at first. It will cost you something to come into all truth. But in the end, you'll thank God for it. You'll be like, oh, God, stress. It'll bring you into safety, into protection, into your true birthright. Nothing can take Nothing can take Blessings, some of the blessings are still there. God can redeem. So with that, I'm going to let you go. I've got to get ready for another meeting. But I love you. And I'm going to look forward to talking with you on Friday. You keep that in mind. Keep this in mind. And you make up your mind before Friday. Because if you tell God yes, he's going to say, yes, send my angels. Bring another one. We're going to bring another one up in the spirit. So with that, I love you guys. I'll be seeing you then. And I'll be checking with you on Friday.